Hey everyone, welcome back to our Queendom coverage. This is Chelsea with You Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop, and this week we are talking about Queendom 2, Episode 9. Oh my god, we are almost done. Can you guys believe that next week is going to be our last week talking about this? I'm so upset. (laughs) No, I'm just, I really enjoyed doing this, and I'm going to be sad when it's over, so I hope you guys all enjoyed this series of extra episodes. Um, We are hoping to maybe cover some of the other Kingdom Queendom shows. Um, We'll most likely be doing that in like a little bit of a paid uh, part of this podcast. So most likely it would only be like a dollar, like like a dollar a month, and then you get access to all of our bonus episodes. So hopefully all going well. Um, If we can do it right after Queendom, we'll maybe start, Katie and I will both talk about either Road to Kingdom or Kingdom. Most likely, I'll probably do Queendom Season 1 on my own. Katie's quite busy with work and doesn't have nearly as flexible of a schedule as I do, so most likely that'll be the case. But if there's any other extra content like this that you would like to see me or Katie and I cover eventually on this podcast for that little extra bonus uh, feature, please let us know. Um, If you'd be interested in those Kingdom, Queendom episodes, you know, let me know. It'd be good to see that people want those episodes. But anyway, getting through all of that, today we are talking about episode nine, and we are discussing the performances by Luna, Brave Girls, and Hyolin specifically. So this is part two of fantastic, the fantastic round. Sorry. (laughs) Pretty much this episode starts jumping right into Luna and how they set up their performance. So we go back to the cafe that Luna, we saw Luna at in the previous episode, and they're reading the notes from their fans that they left and even started to write notes back to them. The video that their fans left them starts playing. And so they rush off to go watch that. And a lot of their fans left them these like video messages. And the line that got me and clearly got Eve as well was, you can see the moon from everywhere. And just like that, like we are everywhere. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) that's so sweet. I love that, especially just given the connection to the moon in general with Luna. I thought that was really great. So from the beginning... They have wanted to perform Butterfly and their fans really wanted it as well. I really loved how they showed, um, there was clips of like KCON LA, which was semi like unofficially dubbed as LunaCon, uh, because people were like campaigning hard for Luna at that convention. And like so many people were like hyping Luna up the whole like hashtag Stan Luna became really popular around then. Uh, That's kind of actually how I came to know of Luna. I don't think I started listening to them because of that, but they at least like became a name that I knew because of that, uh, because of KCON LA. And then they also showed some reactors reacting to Luna, basically to show that like Luna has this big like global audience and global reach and they showed Briss Life and uh, Gabby. I forget what the Gabby's youtube channel is but i know that her name is gabby but i like that they showed those people i was like oh (laughs) familiar faces that's cool um 
we forget sometimes that these companies do see the reactions over here, which is kind of crazy uh, to think that anyone over in Korea would be hearing this podcast just terrifies me. But I mean, I hope that they, if they do, they hear good things. <laughs> but moving on from that, uh, Eve and Hasul were very diligent in making sure that the arrangement sounded just right. They were like picking apart every single aspect of the song and just making sure that it really kept the essence of the original. Because I think their idea was if we stray too far from the original, our fans will think it's like too different or like we're just go, we're straying too much away from the original. So they really wanted to keep the essence of the original. They also really were heavily involved in like the costumes. They actually specifically talked about how some people felt like the costumes from Shake It were too diverse and it distracted them and it was a reason why they didn't vote for them. And I was like, that's crazy. Because one, I actually thought that that was a huge part of the storytelling that they were doing, as well as the fact that like, it gave some diversity up on stage and it looked like a musical because of that. Because if you ever watch a Broadway musical, no one's wearing the same outfit over and over again or like, you know, similar outfits. They're in character. And essentially Luna was doing a, you know, they were had characters in their story. But anyway, they felt like for this performance, it would make more sense to have a more cohesive theme. And I agree. I agree. For what they were doing, that makes sense. They even discussed having the narration at the beginning and having it done in English, which Hustle did a great job on that. And they incorporated um, Heejin's calligraphy that she's been doing as like a hobby. Um, they really just put their effort into every little bit of this performance. And I have to truly admire that. So I also noticed how Eve was talking about the choreography, like when she was trying to kind of take them all to that next level because she was saying that when you look at us overall we're pretty in sync but if you look at us individually we're not um so she was really trying to talk about the motivation of the movements and it kind of reminded me how monica talked about the choreo with them for tell me now so maybe she picked up a little bit of that from her that's kind of cool uh the bruises that these poor girls got like oh my god <laughs> Why didn't they wear knee pads for at least practice? I mean, I mean, I get they probably they probably had to practice without knee pads just to make sure that they weren't restricted in their movements. I imagine that that move would have been particularly hard to do it like with the restraint of a knee pad. But my God, those bruises like they were intense. I mean, Obviously, they're practicing it over and over and over and over again. And yes, when you slam your knee on the ground over and over again, you're going to get a massive bruise. But oh, I just felt bad looking at that. Now, for the performance itself, the opening was so captivating. The narration just hit. It was a great idea because it really hit. The girls sitting in front of the moon with the dancers coming out to look like wings. It was st- stunning the stage was so beautiful it had this really like delicate just 
pretty like look which really matches the song because the song is also very delicate and pretty the vocals were really good especially especially for how hard they were dancing they were singing in falsetto and dancing so hard and that that's got to be insane <laughs> it's got to be really hard um i really liked the part of olivia and vivi getting uh caught in the web and then hustle releasing them I feel like that was kind of the only story that I was getting from the stage, though. I almost wish there was a bit more of that because you could tell that that was, you know, the butterflies were getting trapped in the spider web and like, you know, uh, being released from that and overcoming that. That's kind of goes along with the story of the song. But I feel like they could have done a bit more detail within the rest of the performance. Um, but the thing about Luna is that they are so detailed that you can watch this performance over and over again and catch something new every time. Because I know I did. Um, the only issue that that can bring them is that they have one shot at getting that impression for the live voting, right? But like they said, this was for the fans. Uh, this was a gift for them. And they st they stayed true to them. And I truly can't knock them for that. So I just think that that's why it was maybe hard for them to go up against some of these other performances because Luna can sometimes have this ability for like the very first time you watch something, you're like, whoa, that was really good. And then you watch it again. You're like, whoa, I didn't catch that the first time that that makes it even better. And like it gets better the more you watch it. That's not to say that it isn't good at the at first but maybe it doesn't just smack you in the face the way that some of the other ones do, you know? But overall, beautiful stage. Now, time for Brave Girls. Uh, I love it when it was Brave Girls' turn. All the groups were singing different songs in prediction of maybe what they would perform. And Kepler was singing High Heels. Um, Cosmic Girls was singing We Ride. Uh, but they didn't do either of those. <laughs> in fact, a lot of the fans, like when we were all you know, speculating before we knew that it was Red Sun, we, uh, a lot of people thought High Heels was definitely going to be the song, but it's not. <laughs> um, they did joke that they were the appetizer for Hyolin, which I freaking cracked up at. And then Yuna said, um, she was like, take a short break, everyone. The next performance is going to be an explosion. <laughs> like, as in like their, their performance was the break before the real thing freaking yuna dude she's so funny um and they were showing clips of mask and how you know i don't know they kept rehashing brave girls previous stuff because of you know what eventually happens i'm still mad that mask got last la i'm still mad that mask got last that was really hard to say um their attitude going into this performance was also kind of hard to see but i don't blame them um, they were basically like, we didn't go crazy. We just tried to be ourselves and we're going to do our best. And I really think that they thought that they were going to be last. Like, I genuinely think that they were just like preparing to leave this week. And maybe in a way that that kind of worked for them because they didn't feel the pressure. They weren't pressured in the same way. They maybe just were kind of defeated in a way where they were like, listen, if we get last, whatever. Let's just go out there and do what we want. And that can sometimes just make you perform better because you're a bit more at ease. So I don't know. Uh, they did talk about finding their identity 
as a group, which is really something that the company should have been doing for them all along. So Brave Girls has a very interesting background for those that don't know. They aren't the original members from the original Brave Girls. Their lineup has changed a lot over the years. They were, gosh, I don't remember the amount of people, but they, they went from like, I think like seven to five to now the four that, that are here. Uh, but like the original lineup, it was none of the four that you know now. So the group Brave Girls hasn't really had a specific identity from beginning to end. In a way, they haven't had any consistency to find an identity. Now, to me, once again, that really falls on the company. I mean, we don't know what has gone on behind the scenes. But to me, if you have like Brave Girls, which is supposed to be your like your top group in your company, you think that you would kind of put everything into being like, listen, okay, what are we going to make this group? What is their identity going to be? You know, are they going to be this type of group? Are they going to be this type of group? And, you know, go full force on that. But it feels like they weren't taking the group very seriously for a very long time. And of course, it wasn't until they became popular outside, like, of the company's help going viral that the company was like, okay, shoot, we got to like actually give a crap about, <laughs> about Brave Girls as a group. And even still to this day, a lot of people feel like they're not doing as well as they should be, but I won't go too much into that. But once again, these four girls as Brave Girls as we know, I feel like they have kind of the identity of retro summer queens. Just by the sounds of their songs from the last year, retro, it, it tends to be heavily influenced in their music plus summer they do summer concepts really well so retro summer queens like take that brave entertainment and run with it okay <laughs> but they asked their fans what they think their charm is and they wrote diction vocal skills powerful vocals charm on and off the stage um, the fact that they're not fake and they just act like themselves which is definitely a charm that I have fallen for and the fact that they're down to earth and friendly. So they decided that they really just needed to be themselves and that they wanted to perform a story that only they could tell. They debated between High Heels, Help Me, and Red Sun, given that those were the top three recommendations from the fans. Uh, they said with High Heels, they could really picture the stage and they had a lot of ideas for it. Help me, they thought the fans just wanted it to kind of be noticed, so they thought that that's maybe why that they chose it. Red Sun, they really noticed that their story could be told through the lyrics, but they couldn't quite picture immediately what to do with it on stage. Uh, so they held a mini online concert to get the fans' opinion. The High Heels chorus is so freaking catchy, and I love how they perform it now. If you've ever seen, they've they've done some like live stages within the last year of High Heels, and I don't know, I just really enjoy how they perform it. You could definitely tell that Min Young was still coughing a ton. Like they would, she would start to cough, and they would cut the clip. But Min Young was blasting out the mics as usual, so still killing it. Uh, the the little part where they did the next level was so funny. Uh, but they sang so many songs. Uh, and it was the first time that they had ever sang Red Sun live, even though it was obviously on an online 
streaming thing, they hadn't sung Red Sun outside of the studio. So that was kind of cool. They said that they and their fans know their story, but they needed a way for the general audience to know their story. And that's why they chose to add in the video clips in their performance. Yuna especially was struggling a lot before they were ready to disband. Uh, The other members said, like in many interviews, that the other members had to stay strong for her because they really didn't want to give up on their dream because of her. You know, Yuna, I think she talked about a lot that she was like very, very depressed before they went viral. And uh, not that everyone else wanted to disband. I know Min Young definitely didn't, but it's just hard when you feel like you have no shot and nothing's working. And I think seeing Yuna and how upset she was, especially then, kind of made them be like, okay, we need to stay strong for her. And that's that's the story that they tell quite a bit. Uh, they said that if they leave this week on Queendom, that they're at least happy that they get to tell their story. Especially to like global fans who may not know all this, right? So the performance opens up with Yuna's video where she was on a live, or it's a you know clip of a live that she did before they went viral, saying, what have I been doing? Can I be honest? Nothing. I'm going to lose it. What do I do? And you could tell she was just like at her wits end and clearly struggling a lot. We then see a video of them performing Roland, but this was like before they went viral and they used to perform Roland by standing on the stools that you typically see them perform with. But there were a lot of times where they fell off those stools. And so those are the clips we saw of them just like eating it off the stools. And that is why they don't perform it that way anymore. (laughs) They talked about how the light shining on them felt so dim and just like how depressed they felt at the time. And then they had the card, I won't give up, go on the screen. So they opened the bag that it's like a suitcase covered in stickers of their album covers and we see glass glass slippers sitting on top of their albums yuna takes them and walks into a snowy winter-like stage one thing to note here as well is that they are wearing black boots too so the lyrics of this performance are also very important i wish they included them in the subtitles but you can you can still clearly see the story Once again, I feel like they should include subtitles of the songs themselves, too. I don't know. Because a lot of that time, a lot of the time, it adds to the performance. So they also mentioned that they had arranged it with uh, some classical music. And you can definitely hear that. It sounds really, really nice. You can also see that they had a ton of fun on stage. And if you notice the sky in the background on the LED screen is slowly getting warmer. And when they put the heels on and they play that other video clip where it's them winning their award at the Mamas, uh, then they're wearing all those high, those heels, those glass slipper heels. And the set suddenly turns to spring and the flowers are flowing everywhere and they're walking the flowery path that they always wanted. So many of them were crying, uh, meaning the people watching, uh, 
Yujin was crying and which made Yoram cry more. Uh, but so many of them were crying. I think it really just touched a lot of them, the story, because I'm sure all of them have felt that way at some point. I know Luna was crying a lot because Luna probably has felt that a lot where they struggle and when you finally reach like a point of success at how good it feels, especially compared to maybe how low you felt at one point. And I, I'm sure for Yoram, it was a big deal because she's really close to Yujin. And, you know, when you see your friend crying on, on screen, it's probably very upsetting, but also just seeing their story and knowing what they went through personally, that can be very touching. Even Vivi's really felt the impact too. They were kind of just sitting there in silence for a minute. And Umji said, when you pour your sincerity into a performance like that, like it will always win. And Una says, uh, or said to them, like, I hope they always smile. And she's so sweet. I adore her. They said they really, uh, Brave Girls said that they really didn't care if they got six this week because they performed the song that they wanted. They got to see their fans so engaged in the performance and they loved it and they were so proud. So good for them. Next, we have Hyolin. And when Taeyeon was announcing about Hyolin and her fandom and the way she says Bay was so cute. I I was dying. Uh, the hats that the fans were wearing were so cool because obviously it was in relation to the costuming of the performance. So that was a really cool connection. Uh, Simbi, when Hyolin came out, she was like, oh, she's hot as usual. And I'm like, yes, correct. <laughs> then we see Hyolin's busking and it looked like so much fun. And she said she's been doing busking for a very long time because she just truly loves to perform. And that's a true performer, like someone who's like, I don't care what the venue is. I don't care what the place. Like, I just want to sing and have fun with my fans. That's so special. The fans were saying that they wanted CC and Bay, and even the staff was split evenly on this decision. Like it was literally three and three. Three wanted CC, three wanted Bay. Her performances, the performances of them during her busking were really good. The fans really wanted her to do both somehow because they were all very split. And she she goes, mixing a song is not as easy as mixing powder. <laughs> which I thought was really funny. And then a passerby just shouted out. He's like, I like the second song. <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay, really? <laughs> so that was kind of funny. Some random guy just walking by being like, yeah, I like the second one. <laughs> so eventually she chose CC, but in a way she mixed elements of Bay into the performance. I don't think it was like a full blend, but like there were these small, like, small doses of bay throughout the performance right so it kind of in a way still worked as a blend which is why she calls the performance cc bay she said she chose that to give her fans an escape to give them like a break and a chance to get away for a bit right let's let's all go on holiday together uh she got like the lifeguard gear and the beach theme and guys if you haven't watched her music video of cc please do it. It's so good. But her fan story was so cool. Like I talked about last week how 
Like, she must have been close to this fan enough to, like, hug her like that. Well, we find out her name is Hiram. Hiram? Apologize. Hiram? Most likely. And she is from Street Dancer Girls Fighter. And she's the leader of a group called Amazon. And so she's become a successful dancer in the industry. And Hyolin talks about the fact that uh, when she was performing in 2018, her and her friends who were like in middle school came to one of her performances and she was like, like screaming and so ha- and so like psyched and vocal during the performance. And she had such a good time. And she told her like, I'm going to become like you. I'm going to grow up and become a successful dancer and she did and it was just so cool to watch that clip of her like losing her mind in in that performance it was so cool but she did like talk about becoming a the ultimate successful fan right growing up becoming the dancer that you wanted to be and then being able to perform on stage with that person that is so cool so the intro of Hiram watching her on the phone on the subway she's like watching the cc music video then hyolin comes and makes her entrance at the lifeguard stand and jeez she looks good she looks so freaking good her facial expressions in her performances are some of my favorite like she just kills it her vocals her live vocals were blowing me away the wind blowing on her It just made that performance feel like you were on the beach, right? And she really knows how to get a crowd hyped. Like she's, you know, shouting for them to scream. Like you think it's her concert, the way that she's carrying that energy of the crowd. And even the camera work was on point too. Like during the dance break, like the way that they jolted the camera for the stomps and everything. I was like, okay, Mnet, way to get that camera work working. And then when Haidam comes on and starts dancing, it just hit you emotionally. And the the climax of the song just really hits, right? And then you go into the ending fairy and you have Haidam like in the front posing all cute. And then you see in the back that Hyolin's like looking back at her and it's just such a sweet moment. And then she starts laughing because she clearly was just had a blast doing that. it was just so good it was very very good now we're all backstage right everyone's getting ready to go to the room of doom where everyone's got to talk about the rankings and stuff and yujin talked about meeting bona backstage and their friends they'd been training together for a very long time um and bona saw her and was like oh my god you're you're the only one i know here and she was like, yeah, I'm the leader of my group. And she was like, you're a leader, but you're still a baby, <laughs> which is so cute um, because in her eyes, she probably is. She probably is a little baby. But then she started crying and I felt so bad. Poor, poor Eugen. She's so probably pressured and I hope she's okay. But she explained to her members because her members were like, why were you crying? Um, She explained like, just how it is to see someone from your youth and see how far that you both have come and you just get emotional. And like, I can understand that, especially for how hard they both worked. They both probably went through so much. 
poor Eugene is going probably through a lot with everything with the CLC officially disbanding and everything. I mean, not that that was announced officially at that point, but it's still like Eugene's probably going through a lot personally behind behind the scenes, behind Kepler, everything like that. It's got to be a lot. So then they tabulated the scores from part one, vocal and dance. Uh, and we see that Cosmic Girls and Brave Girls are number one, tied at number one. Then we have Hyolin, Vivi's, and Luna tied at number three. And then we have Kepler at six, which we all knew from the last episode if you put the votes together. But now we move on to the voting who's above and who's below uh, portion. So very quickly, uh, Brave Girls chose Hyolin as being above them. And they said that if it was their last chance being on the show, that they really wanted to like tell her that she gave a great performance and that, you know, if this was their last chance to do this, they wanted to recognize her. And she was like, that's so sweet, but that's also so sad. Please don't say that. <laughs> um, and then they voted as Kepler being below, which they felt like was because they sang someone else's song that it didn't really have that element of being a fan themed performance but they did say like that doesn't mean that your performance is bad it just didn't fit the theme as well as everyone else which I understand to a point and they even said they understood to a point but at the same time poor Kepler had no other choice like they had no other song to choose from really and they did listen to their fans and what they wanted to see them perform. So, I mean, from an outsider's perspective, if you don't know that, you just assume that they're doing a performance of another person's song. And that's that. But us watching the show, Queendom, we know that the fans specifically were like, hey, we think it'd be really great if you did a Girls' Generation song and blah 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 so like there is a connection to their fans but it just didn't show in the performance itself so in a way it's a fair assessment but also not poor kepler <laughs> uh kepler chose brave girls as being above them which i thought was really sweet they said that their performance really impacted them and it resonated with them and they said they, they were still thinking about it long after the performance and they just thought it was really good and the way that they spoke about it was just so beautiful. And you could tell Brave Girls were like feeling terrible that they picked Kepler as being below them. And they were like begging for forgiveness. And they're like, no, it's okay. But then Kepler chose Luna as below. And they said that they didn't feel like the perf they had high expectations and that they didn't feel like the performance was high energy as the same as their last two performances. And then Jinsoul tried her best to explain like, yeah, well, this song doesn't have that kind of element to it. It's a much more relaxed falsetto, like softer song. And she's like, I guess maybe that's just why you didn't feel like it was high energy. So they, I mean, they accepted it, but it is the song that it is. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Hyolin chose no one above and Vivi's below. And she basically said that their performance, while had a lot of elements to it, it just didn't feel like quite enough to comparatively to the other performances. She felt like they could have done a bit more. And they 
very graciously took it. They're like, oh, one below Hyolin? That's great. That's a compliment. <laughs> and it made me think for a while because I always thought that the whole one below thing, maybe I was misinterpreting it wrong. Like maybe the translation was wrong. So they are voting for someone that is one below. But a lot of people kind of treat it as if it means that it's the worst performance. So it's kind of confusing. Because like they said, if if Hyolin thinks that she's number one, is she basically saying that Vivi's was a number two performance or a number six performance, right? I don't know. I feel like that part gets a little misconstrued a bit. So um, then Cosmic Girls chose no one above them. And they chose Luna as below and their performance or sorry, their criticism was kind of similar to Kepler's where they just said they had such high expectations that they felt they were just a little bit disappointed. Um, then Luna chose no one is above them and they chose Vivi's as uh, below. And I can't, oh, they said that they felt like their first round was more fitting for this one and then Simbi said, well, if we were here as G-Friend, yes, I would agree. But because we are here as BBs, we feel like the song that we chose was appropriate. I kind of agree with that. I agree with it in one part that I feel like Bop Bop should have been the signature song. As in like Bop Bop should have been for round one. But then they would have been kind of stuck by round three. I don't know what they would have chosen for that element because they also are very limited in their song choice. So maybe in a way they were smart to hold on to Bop Bop in case they needed it for such round. Kind of like how Kepler only had Watata. So they performed that for the first one, but then they didn't really have anything to perform by round three. So in a way it's kind of hard. They were also very limited and I don't know, maybe... I don't know. I don't know what else they could have performed because they truly wanted to show themselves as Vivi's, but you can only do that when you have one song, right? I don't know. So then Vivi's chose Brave Girls as being above them, which is, I think, one, Brave Girls were shocked that they got the first one. Now to get the second one, they said, kind of similar to Kepler, like how much of the impact that their performance left and how this performance of theirs truly fit the theme the best out of everyone and they said they had to acknowledge the fact that it, it was it fit the theme better than everyone overall and that was very very sweet to hear and then they chose luna as below and there was that funny part where they were like oh do you want to explain or no or pass and she was like oh we can pass <laughs> and he's like no she's like oh okay great but they said Oh, I can't remember specifically what Vivi said about Luna, but I think it was along the similar lines as Cosmic Girls, just that they were expecting a high, they had high expectations, basically. And yeah. So for the self-evaluation, when we total up the fact that Brave Girls got two upvotes and Hyolin got one, basically it means that Brave Girls got first for that round. And then we move on to the global vote, which was, uh, which had 80 countries participating, which is kind of cool. 
they really put Hyolin on the spot asking her like if she thinks she's first like they're like oh Hyolin do you think you're first and she looked like why are you making me answer this question (laughs) because what is she supposed to say like yeah it's me yeah of course I'm first (laughs) like that doesn't really come off well so then they asked brave girls well who do you think is first and Min Young was like definitely not us (laughs) (laughs) but it was brave girls like they got first and they were so shocked and as always Min Young had such a delayed reaction I swear to god they all did like the shocked Pikachu face and then Min Young was like looking over and she was like oh oh wait us like (laughs) like for a full minute she just did not compute and then they started crying especially Yuna like Yuna doesn't cry that often, but it actually very much reminded me of their first win. After they went viral, they went back onto the music shows and they had their first win. And Yuna was crying so hard. Like she couldn't even perform for the encore because she was crying so hard. And she said that she'd been teary since the two upvotes because she really didn't expect it at all. And she just felt so grateful. So you can... You can tell they were definitely emotional. And Yujun uh, saying, our life seems to be a reverse climbing. <laughs> I'm sure it's nice when you're doing the reverse climb, but when you're at the bottom, I'm sure it hurts. So they're like, they, they basically were joking, like, we're either at the bottom or at the top. There's no in between. And it's so dramatic. <laughs> then they just dropped the rest of the ranking all at once. And I'm not going to lie, when I was watching the live stream, I had no time to process because one, I was trying to read the ranking so fast because they dropped the ranking, but then they dropped the subtitle and I was trying to read it all. And I just remember seeing Hyolin last and being like, what? And then I couldn't remember who, where anyone else ranked for a minute there. Literally, like I would never thought to see Hyolin last I'm tr- I was truly shocked. Hyolin seems to think it's because she split her time between three performances for that round, but I don't think that that's it because she did a fantastic job in all three rounds. It just happened to be the performances just happened to be outranked in other categories, right? And it- it's hard because she started out so high, then it made the others step up. And then it becomes a harder competition, right? So, yeah, I, I I truly don't think that that's what it was. Una even said from Vivi's that maybe this time people that were voting for Hyolin before were voting for Brave Girls this time, which is what a lot of people were discussing on Twitter. In fact, they thought that maybe people were using their second vote on Brave Girls, which they normally would use for Hyolin. And I'm grateful for that because I'm grateful that Brave Girls won. But at the same time, Hyolin did not deserve last either. So it's complicated with fan voting because obviously with everyone's first vote, everyone's going to vote for their fandom, right? But with their second vote, that's where it can go anywhere. So the first vote, it's like, okay, I'm voting for my group then your second vote is, okay, who do I think had a, a great performance? So I guess just one week, you know, more people were like, Hyolin obviously killed it, so they gave it to Hyolin. And then maybe this week, 
Brave Girl just had a huge impact emotionally. So those second votes just went to Brave Girls, but maybe that brought Hyolin down dramatically, uh, which is upsetting because, like I said, I mean, none of these girls deserve last, really, but Hyolin's did not deserve last. So then we have the live voting, which in the previous two rounds, the live voting and the global voting have been identical, but this time they were not. The, they were somewhat similar, but the last three spots were very shaken up. So once again, we had Brave Girls as first, which they were, again, shocked about. <laughs> then we had Cosmic Girls as second. Then we had Luna as third, Hyolin as fourth, Vivi's as fifth, and Kepler last. Again, I don't think Kepler deserved last, but I'll get into all that. Uh, one thing to note that I thought was really, really cute was Una saying that fifth place sounded cute and everyone was dying. Like, Simpy immediately was, like, face palming, like, like, not embarrassed, but kind of embarrassed. <laughs> embarrassed in a cute way because Una is very positive. She's very optimistic. And I think she was just like, oh, it sounds cute. Like, let's find a positive in it. Let's find a positive in being fifth place. <laughs> It, it was just really adorable. So Brave Girls immediately got to go to their green room and determine the order for the last round, which I thought was weird. Uh, do the other groups not get to know the order of the cue sheet until later? I don't know. I didn't understand that. I don't know why they didn't just determine the order on set. But anyway... Uh, I love that Minyoung, without hesitation, put their name onto sixth for the final performance. And then Unji was like, is it really okay to just take the finale? And Minyoung was like, yes, we earned it so we can do what we want. And I'm like, hell yeah, girl, you earned it. Why not? Everyone else would do it. Just do it. <laughs> um, they put Hyolin at first because they thought that regardless of where she was in the cue sheet, she was going to make an impact and putting her at first maybe gave them at least somewhat of a shot, right? Fair enough. I think everyone would do the same, to be honest. Um, but from the clips that they showed, it sounded like... Because they were all kind of campaigning for their spots on the cue sheet once they realized that obviously Brave Girls is going to determine who it was. And they said that they were trying to listen to those comments. So from the clips that they showed, it sounded like Luna wanted third... Cosmic Girls wanted fourth and Vivi's wanted fifth. Uh, but who knows? I think poor Kepler deserves a shot at fifth. I'm not going to lie. Or maybe Vivi's too, because I feel like those two groups have been at the top of the cue sheet like every week. Um, so it would be nice to see them kind of go towards the end. And it cracked me up too. Once they finalized the cue sheet, they were like, wait, is this real? Is this really, is this not a hidden uh, camera prank, right? <laughs> Minyoung, please stop. I can't. <laughs> okay, so the finale point system seems to be kind of confusing, but I think I get it, right? Okay. 5,000 points is going to pre-competition views. So you know how we all have been saying we need to watch the full version of these performances, right? So I'm thinking that the views from all these previous performances are going to be calculated, right? So we're going to calculate the streams 
for all these videos. And then that's where the ranking is going to go for this portion. Then we have 5,000 going to the fans choice voting. And remember how I kept asking, like, how are these votes going to be revealed? They haven't said anything about it. Well, the voting we've been doing on mnet.world, I'm assuming they're going to like calculate those votes and put together a ranking and whoever wins this portion is going to get that 5,000. Then we have 20,000 to streaming of the new songs. So if you haven't noted or haven't heard or haven't seen uh they've already dropped the new songs for the finale up on spotify and every day you get one stream vote that you have to specifically listen to the song on spotify it's kind of confusing okay so like they said in the show you need to search queendom go to mnet's official queendom playlist And the first song that you click and listen to is your vote. And you get one vote per day, right? So if you don't want to cancel your vote or ruin your vote or give your vote away, you listen to that one song on that playlist and then stop when the song is done. And then a lot of people are saying that if you want to listen to the other songs, go to like YouTube or a different streaming service platform, or you can go to like the album itself rather than the playlist and listen to them there. There's a lot of ways you can listen to these new songs. They're, they're kind of everywhere, but that's how you do the voting, right? And you get one of those per day. So 20,000 points is going to that. Then the 30,000 points, which is essentially 50% of the vote, is going to final live voting. That's intense. So the live voting is 50%, meaning that live performance or live audience has got to be, got to be with it, okay? (laughs) It seems like it can really go anyway, because at the minute... At the minute, Brave Girls has 19,000 points and they're at the top with number one, right? So 30,000 points can... Oh no, sorry. Someone's calculated the... The 19,000 is just for this past round. So you have to calculate all the points from the previous rounds. And I feel like someone has a chart of it up somewhere and I don't have my hands on that. But I believe... I believe it's Hyolin, Cosmic Girls, and then I don't know past that, to be honest. Uh, oh, no, okay. Okay. It's Hyolin, Cosmic Girls, Brave Girls because of this last round. Then I think it's Luna or Vivi's and then Kepler. But having these 30,000 points can flip it, right? Especially for the people in the middle ground. The people you know, in like third or fourth place can, if they win those 30 point or 30,000 points, they could flip to first easily. So then we get a clip of Kepler showing us how to vote, which I just explained to you. So if you didn't get it from the clip of Shep- of Kepler showing you, hopefully me explaining it, explained it to you, but they were so cute where they were like, they were like, oh, you use that yeah, app too? Oh my God. Yeah. I totally listened to <laughs> 
I totally listen to Spotify as well. It's so crazy. Oh my God. Did you know they have this playlist called K-pop on? Oh my God. And then like the winner gets the cover. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. It was, yeah, it was pretty scripted, but it was adorable. (laughs) So yeah, how you vote for the streaming is very specific guys. So be careful. Make sure you're doing one a day. Uh, Make sure that one a day is counted, you know, Uh, make sure you're going to mnet.world and casting your fan vote that way. So then we see everyone gets a one clip preview of all the songs from the finale, right? So we get everyone listening to the one second clips and collectively everyone feels like Brave Girls is like a very summery song. Hyolin's was a very like reggae, Rihanna, Beyonce type song. Kepler was like a teen crush hip hop song. Luna was like a charismatic hip hop song. Vivi's, the words they were throwing out were amusement, musical, high teen, even jazz, I believe. Uh, Cosmic Girls, they said it was just very different to a Cosmic Girl song, like basically something you haven't heard from them before. So, yeah, as of now, they have posted the full songs because when the show was live streaming they hadn't posted the songs but they posted it last night our time which was like noon korea last night being a thursday night so all the songs are up on spotify they're up on apple they're up on youtube feel free to go check them all out i have only listened to one but i've listened to previews of them just because I literally haven't had a second to like sit down and listen to seven songs straight. So I'm probably going to do that later today. Um, They're all very determined to take first place. We saw these clips of everyone like uh, preparing for their performance. Luna was doing break dancing. I freaking love it. I'm so psyched for that. Simbi said that their song was a song that was supposed to be a G-Friend song, uh, but she really wanted to perform it ever since they were on Queendom. Kepler really wanted to show off their color. Cosmic Girls is doing a song by Exe, which makes sense. XE contributes a lot to their music. Brave Girls are at the beach that they filmed Cheat Mop Bottom, like the Cheat Mop Bottom music video at, and they are hungry for first place, and I love it. I love to see it. Hyolin is wanting first place back. She's like, I want that back. <laughs> and she has Lee Young-ji rapping on her song. And it looked real good. Like, I'm not gonna lie. When she just, she was like performing it on that clip. I was like, yo, that's gonna be great. And then the ending credits. So who's gonna win, guys? Who's gonna win? I don't know. I have no clue at this point. We have our post credit scene. And it's Brave Girls performing Lonely by 21. And I've actually seen them perform this song before. They performed it on Weekly Idol, I know. And they they performed this song so well. I loved it. And that's it. That's the end of Queendom Episode 9. So the finale is June 2nd. And very similar to Kingdom, it's probably going to be a three-hour episode. Which is intense, given that all of our episodes so far have been like 
somewhere under two hours, between an hour and a half and two hours. Uh, I'm really excited, though. Uh, But wow, my episode for next week is going to be long, so prepare for that. Every week I've been roughly about an hour. I feel like next week it's going to be a lot longer than that. So I'm very sorry, but I'll try my best to cut it down. I don't know. It's going to be hard. I'm going to have to talk about six performances. I don't know. Maybe I'll split it into two episodes. We'll see. Uh, But who do you want to win, guys? Who do you want to win? Looking at this competition as a whole, who do you want to win? And listening to the new songs, who do you think is going to win? Right? So in regards to this round, here's my ranking. And I debated about this a lot. I had a lot of discussion with myself. (laughs) It was really the hardest one. The hardest one for me, I think, was, was figuring out who first place was. Because I had to keep thinking, like, do I do I rank these personally? Do I rank them objectively? Do I mix the two? Uh, I had a really hard time. I had a really hard time. So for first, I chose Brave Girls. And it's a mixture of personal and objective. I think Brave Girls, like everyone said on the competition fit the theme perfectly. I think in every aspect they hit in the emotional standpoint, they hit with the connection to fans. They told a story. They gave a bright, impactful performance. And then obviously, personally, it made me cry. So I don't know. It just hit for me, right? Next, I have Hyolin which to me is really like a 1.5, like almost tied with Brave Girls. I kept going back and forth between Hyolin and Brave Girls being number one. And then pretty much the one thing that pushed Brave Girls to number one was my personal connection. So Hyolin's like a somewhat tied for first because she also, one, came out with a banger performance like she always does, but two really listened to her fans and what they wanted and tried to incorporate elements of the two songs together the way that they wanted. She had a fan perform with her on stage. That was crazy special. She told a story there and she even gave like the costuming to her fans to be incorporated in the performance that way. And she had the audience hyped like crazy. So I would say her performance is really on par with her round one and round two performances, if not, if not better. Like, I would say Touch My Body would be my favorite, but this was like on par with Touch My Body. Like, it had the impact. So, yeah, Kyolin's a close second, if not tied for first. Then I have Kepler, which... I truly like have championed this week that I do not believe that they deserve last. Kepler to me, when I watched last week's episode was an immediate win for me. Like I remember watching it and just being like, that's it. That hit. That is what Kepler should have been doing this whole time. And it felt like they finally figured it out. Like they finally figured out what they wanted to do and what they wanted to show and maybe what the company wanted to do and show. Like, 
I don't know. I just can't explain it because sometimes it takes people a while to figure out like, oh, okay, everyone's going to this level. We need to step it up, you know, and sometimes that happens. Like you don't know, you may be giving a really great performance, but you not, you may not realize comparatively to the other groups if you're not going far enough, right? I feel like with this round, they grew so much and they truly gave a queendom worthy performance. The only thing that keeps them further down is the fact that, yes, they couldn't have that direct fan element and connection, but to me, there was enough there with given the fact that they did listen to what the fans wanted. They had the whole link of Girls' Generation with Taeyeon and Tiffany, you know, being their masters in both the shows that they participated in. To me, there was enough there that I felt like they still had somewhat of a fan fantastic element to it you know then we have luna as fourth and uh, i debated whether or not saying this on the podcast kind of similar to the other groups i felt a little a little underwhelmed by the performance when i first watched it but kind of like how i talked about earlier the more I watched the performance, the more I liked it. The more I found the story in it, I just don't think there was quite enough to give impact in the same way that the other performances did. That's not to say that's not to say that Luna didn't give a great performance because they very much did. And the beginning was like one of my favorites, like it was one of my favorite openings. It was stunning. I love Butterfly. It's hard, right? Like, Butterfly is such a pretty, delicate song. So when you put a pretty, delicate, softer song against maybe more impactful and hard-hitting songs, it's hard. They're just very different. It's like comparing apples and oranges, you know? And it's just different. But they really had the fan element. I also personally love Luna and love the butterfly, you know, song and performance and choreography. So that is why they are ranked number four for me. Now, Cosmic Girls, I have at number five or fifth place. And this has a lot to do with personal preference because comparatively to... Luna, I prefer, I preferred Luna's performance because with Cosmic Girls, I got a little overwhelmed by the end. It was very grand and I imagine being in person, it would just feel unreal and feel so spectacular. But watching it on screen felt a little too chaotic and I, it, it felt, it just felt very overwhelming and that's just a personal preference. Like I said, being there live probably would have completely changed my opinion. I also don't know the song pantomime very well. And therefore, I didn't have as much of like an emotional connection to it. But that being said, Cosmic Girls' performance was really good. I mean, they went all out in terms of the performance aspect, right? So it's not that they're bad... But just compared to the other ones, I had more fun with the other ones, if that makes sense. So 
this was really hard. This was really, really hard. <laughs> because it's it's funny because you just like you say, okay, Cosmic Girls fifth. That sounds terrible. But at the same time, if if I look at the others, I go, oh, well, okay, I guess that's just what it is this week. Same with number six, which is Vivi's. I really enjoyed Vivi's when I watched it last week. As a performance separate to this competition, I would have been like over the top, like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like if they were on a music show and they performed that, I would be blown away. I'd be like, yo, this is so fun. This is so cool. They really killed this concept. But compared to the other performances, I felt like they could have been a bit more grand with it. But maybe, I don't know, maybe it was hard to do bop bop in that way. They kind of told a story in that they were, the concept was strong. The concept was strong, but it just needed a bit more. It just needed a little bit more. And that is unfortunately why I have to place them last, in my opinion. (sighs) Anyway, what is your guys' ranking? Is it completely different to how the ranking ended up being on the show? Is it completely different to mine? I'm so curious. I did do a a little poll on Instagram and Twitter, actually. I actually got more response from Twitter this week, which was interesting. I think I just used the some good hashtags or something because I don't usually get any response on Twitter. But on Instagram, let me just go back to my archive of stories. We had 40% Luna, 40% Brave Girls, and 20% Hyolin. Because I just put for these three, uh, these three, right? For this week. So it's a tight race. It's a tight race. But on Twitter, jumping back to Twitter, I should have had this all prepared beforehand. (laughs) Jumping back to Twitter, we have 50% Luna, 35% Brave Girls, and 15% Hyolin. So clearly you all love Luna, which is great. I love to hear that because I feel like this week was just really hard. You know, that we saw that the rankings for global was very different than the, the rankings for live voting and then the public vote of like, you know, just going online and taking a vote from people is probably very different. So it clearly shows that every performance is, was every performance was good. It just depends on who you ask, right? Like it depends on your group of people you're collecting the data from, whether or not who's gonna be first. And I don't know. It's very interesting to me. All right, guys, we have one week left. So if you've been listening to this show week to week with me every week, I appreciate you so much. I've had a lot of you reach out, you know, whether every week or um, a couple weeks here and there, there's definitely a few handful of you that vote on my polls every week. I appreciate you so much. This, you know, I could just be talking out to the void, but knowing that I'm talking and people are out there listening and responding, it makes this feel like I'm having this like connection out with you guys and it makes it a lot more fun. So again, I appreciate you guys listening. 
This week on the podcast for our regular episode, we are talking about May comebacks. So we're recording, let's see, today's Friday. We'll probably record on Sunday. So on Tuesday, that episode will be out and we'll be discussing all the comebacks from May. So be sure to listen to that. And then we'll have the finale for Queendom. And this will it'll probably be a really long episode. So <laughs> please be prepared. Are you guys cool with that? I hope you're cool with that. Because I'm probably going to like have to take a break in the middle from talking. It, talking for an hour straight is exhausting. In that I lose air most of the time. <laughs> Anyways, I'm rambling. Thank you again. Thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you all next week.